0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, so we're in the middle of our series of What's Next? Um, Really excited about this series and how it really ties in. I mean, just to the new year, God's got some things that are next for you. Um, just your own life, your walk with the Lord. There's always a next. Uh, I love that about God, um, that it's, it's, there's never an end to this thing. Even when we physically die, man, I just, it's going to be amazing. I mean, could you imagine, honestly, one day, look at your neighbor tell him this, say, one day I will be in heaven. All right, now how about that? That's a good, that ought to make you smile. Come on, somebody. Yeah, and so what's next? And so this is part two, and, and today what we wanted to talk about is, 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 last week we kind of talked about stepping into it, know that there is a next for you, um, you got to position yourself for what's next, and you have to step into what's next. And so today I want to just talk about maybe the characteristics of that place. And your next might be a little different than so the person next to you is next, or this or that, and we all might have a different next. The point is we all have one coming, where the place you are was a next next at one point and now you're here and God's got a next for you. There's a next level, a new level. There's there's more for you and in God's heart for you and his plan for you. And so today I just want to talk about what does that place look like regardless of specifically what it might be that it all kind of can look and feel and have certain characteristics that are the same across the board. This message right here this month, is all about learning how to walk in God's best for you, how to walk in God's will for you, how to walk in God's plan for you. That's what the, the big picture here is, um, you know, is, is really, uh, the big picture is to give our life to God and consequently give our life for others. And you, you might want to write that down. Uh, this is Christianity 101 here. Um, I need to pray, huh? I normally pray before I read. It's not that I haven't prayed today. But, um, yeah, maybe I'm a little excited up here. So, so Father, we just thank you, Lord for the word. We thank you for what you're doing here in this community. Lord, let us never uh, get so lost in the church that we lose sight of the city or the, the, the world that is out there. But Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in here because what you're doing in here is, is, is affecting and going to affect and bring transformation to our city. And we thank you, Lord, for that responsibility and the grace to do it in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. And so, our, uh, once again, Christianity is this, walking with God, or uh, this message really is all about giving our life to God, and then, uh, as a consequently, giving our life for others. So, life is all about giving to God and giving to others. You know, and I know receiving's in there and all that good stuff, but, but here are some characteristics of your next place in God. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. Verse 19 says this. Uh, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you uh, that, that I set before you life and death. Um, I have set, this is God talking, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you, that both you and your descendants may live, and I'm going some here with this. I'm just kind of laying a little foundation, and 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 let's um, let's just look at here first. My first point is this: is that your next is God's plan, and so my first point is this: is that we yield to what God presents. Because you're in one place now and God's got something for you. But that next place is God's plan coming, to your, coming into your life and you saying, yes, Lord, I yield God to what you present. Right here in the scripture, God said, look, I set before you, I set life and death before you. Therefore, choose life. I set this before you. I don't make you do it. I don't slap you upside the head because you won't do it. I don't, I don't pull you into it. I set before you. I present to you here you go. Now you yield to, to God's best for your life. Your next will always be God saying, this is what is next. Will you come and go with me? Isn't that a song? A 50s bebop song or something? No, maybe not. But, uh, but uh, God, God's next is always something we yield to. We give ourselves to. Yielding to God's will always brings the blessing of God on my life yielding yielding to God's will always brings the blessing of God on my family if I yield to God the blessing will be on me and my family yielding I set before you blessing and cursing Life or death, therefore choose life. Why? That you and your descendants may live. Meaning, I got something for you, but when you yield to me, it will affect those connected to you. Your next in God will always affect somebody else. It's not always just about us. And I really uh, love this quote uh, by Dr. Martin Luther King. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? That God's next is... Always about God bringing you into a place, but other people will be affected by it. I got some quotes here. I just want to read you here in regards to this. This is really about purpose. This, what's next? It's about purpose, and purpose just isn't about me. And and I, I hopefully this quote doesn't confuse you too much. But but those that devote themselves to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. That's a lot of themselves. Want me to read it again? Uh, Those that devote themselves solely to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. Somebody say, help me, Jesus. Here, I'm going to reword that in a better way. If you devote yourself to more than yourself, you will ultimately have more than yourself to show for yourself. Come on, somebody, I want to bring some people with me. I want to affect. I set before you life and death, uh, blessing and cursing, choose life that you might live, that you and your descendants might live. Uh, um, I've never heard of a great funeral, but if there was a great funeral, it would be, it would be something where there is a life worth celebrating. Amen? You ever been to a funeral? They're sad. I mean, of course, somebody passed away. But when somebody gave their life for somebody or somebody gets up there and talks about what, the one thing that touches my heart the more says, what, I I just intuitively will ask, what did they give? What, who did they live for? Who did they help? Nobody gets up on a funeral and says, man, this person was horrible. They just live for themselves. Even if they didn't live the best life, people will find a way to talk about something they did for somebody else. All right? Um, A life worth celebrating. Here's another quote. I just want to read these to you. A life worth celebrating is a life that was given away. Mm, Quiet. A life, we celebrate Jesus all the time. Why? He gave his life for us you know what I like he's worth celebrating because he gave it all for us isn't that something I'm gonna say this again a life worth celebrating is a life that was given away isn't that awesome Um, my dad passed away this past May and the things I remember the most about him is what as a father he did for us kids like, I want to carry that on. I want to live that legacy. That man was all up in our space. He had like a million nicknames for me even when I was a grown man. And I'm not going to share them with any of you, because it's, it's private. It's, it's sacred. It's, it's, not, it's not for <laughs> All right. So one of them was, I mean, my name is Sean, but he called me Shawnee, you know what I'm saying? Don't you dare call me Pastor Shawnee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Pastor Shawnee. Don't do it. But there, there, there's something about my dad. Like what I remember, what I want to do for my kids is what he did for me. Like I'd cut ca- like he always had cash in his wallet. Dad always had cash. And he he always would. Hook a brother up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he just would. He was, he, he's like, I was like, Dad, can we go? I'm gonna go, you know, to so Okay, here, you know, what do you need here? It's just a little money, a little cash. I was like, oh. Cool. Like it was always, I always had lunch money. Always, and when I was, when Dad was around, it was never like, oh, why are you cute? Like it was never frustration for him. And so, as a dad, the things I remember the most about my dad was what he did for us. The heart, he worked so hard. He was always there. He, I shared this when he passed away and stuff like that. But there's a life worth celebrating. His life that was given away. Given away. Um, here is, here's another quote here about your next. What, what's that look like? At the end of the day, this is what your next looks like, is that you would give your life away for others. And yes, there's a blessing for you, and yes, there's provision, and yes, your needs met, and all that good stuff, but a life worth living is a life that we give away for others. Here's, my, here's another quote here. The value of a life is always measured in terms of how much of it was given away. How much of it was given away. The value of a life is always measured in terms of how much of it is giving away. James chapter 3 verse 17. James chapter 3 verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, Willing to yield. Everybody say that with me. Say willing to yield. Full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Willing to yield. Uh, we yield to what God presents. That giving of ourselves, really what yield is, is giving of ourselves to what God has given to us. That God steps into our life and he gives, he blesses. That next is a blessing for you, but we yield to what God presents. And I'm gonna give you the definition of that word yield. It means this, it means already willing. Basically this is what it means. Easy to agree with the challenge because I'm already in a position that is willing that the challenge I'm okay with because I'm already in a relationship with them, So that challenge, I'm willing to yield. Or or if you read the King James, it means easily. That word easy is there. Easily entreated. In marriage, I tell you what, yielding is so easy for me. (laughs) Just kidding. My wife laughed. (laughs) But, but there's something so powerful about a marriage when, the, when the, the husband and the wife are, the wisdom that comes from above, are willing to yield to the other person in one context or another. Willing to yield. When, when I uh, spoke to my wife and I said, hey, Babe, I, I feel like we're called to, uh, because we were a part of this, the, the service that was happening in downtown LA, Sanctuary LA, um, a few years back. We weren't pastoring it, but, but I was part of that team and it was a service and Pastor Jay would come and preach and I remember going to her and saying, I feel like um, we're called to, to pastor that church. Like we're gonna, you know, and she was like, well, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean, and it took her a process to kind of uh, to kind of process that. And it was funny because we had a conversation about, hey babe, like we, were, we we visited my dad or something, and we were in the car and we were talking, and I was just saying, hey, I, I wonder if this could work, like what we do in OC and we help out with the campus there, and what if we could, you know you know, uh, potentially a pastor as well for, for a time as as the congregation grows and everything. And and then I, I told her, I said, yeah, I told Pastor Jay that, yeah, we're willing to pastor sanctuary LA. She's like, well, you didn't tell me that. You know what I mean? Because I was like, did I miss something there? She's like, yeah, you missed something. Because she was like, I thought it was more about like just being available, like, you know but but what I'm saying is a compliment to her is over time as she's processed this and and, and 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 all that good stuff is that she was willing to yield to that new season it took her a took her a moment there and just processing it but I remember her saying I am not there yet like hey I'm open that she didn't say get away from me Satan she wasn't like you know get behind me Satan she wasn't like that's the devil talking she didn't say anything like that but 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 it took her a minute to to process it. But, it, but that's something when God presents something to us, it, it's something God presents that we yield to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been in a situation, you're walking through life, and God presents something to you that you yield to, that is something you yield to? Say this with me. Say, we yield to what God presents, all right, here we go. Uh, ne- next scripture here, 1 Timothy 6, verse 20. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. It says this. It says, O Timothy, guard. Everybody say, guard. guard. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Once again, O Timothy, guard. Everybody say, guard. guard. Say this with me. Say, guard what was Committed to your trust. Say this with me. Say, I am responsible to guard what God has given me. God gives it, and I guard it. God gives it, and I steward it. God releases it, but I'm responsible for it. And so that's my second point here, is you have to guard the place God has given to you. You have to guard that place. And that word guard means a military guard. Literally in the Greek, a military guard. That your next place, what does that look like? That is a place God is calling you to. A new season, a breakthrough, whatever it might be. It might be just your next step in your walk with God. Um, and that's why I really want to encourage our connect group leaders that you have uh, yielded to what God has presented to you. And you, many of you have opened up your homes and your personal life to just create an environment for people to connect and have relationships. And you have truly yielded to what God has presented through us as a church. And I want to encourage you that have that have that have gone and been a part of Connect Group so far. And if you haven't, I encourage you to that that you have yielded to what God has presented. And I want to encourage you, Connect Group Leaves, you got to, you, we have to guard what God gives us. Our relationships. Don't let the devil just come in to your relationship and bring division and and, and, and over something petty. Don't let gossip come in there and, and wreak havoc on your relationship. You need to tell the devil to get out of town. Kick him out of your house. Kick him out of your marriage. Out of your relationship with the people around you. Because, you know, that the devil try to come in, and he will. He, he, he He seeks whom he may devour, but you have the ability and the grace. You gotta guard the thing. Guard what has been committed to your trust. Don't let the devil come in there and and snatch stuff away. My kids um, um, like to eat our food, and we give them their food, but they still try to eat the food off our plate. And anybody, any parents out there? Yeah, um, yes. And so it's so funny that... Um, and we get, we, no, I gave you your food. And I remember one time, uh, I forget, what, it was this past week. One of them are like, Mama, can I have some of that? My wife was like, No, you can't. This is my chicken. I don't know if it was chicken or whatever, but I was like, Dang, Mama is guarding that which was committed to her trust. Devil, get away from what God has provided. He sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Look at your neighbor, and say, "Get off my chicken," and I do that too. I I will try to reach over at my, my wife. Get your hands off! I'm, I'm like, babe, we're married. She's like, so. <laughs> she. I'm like, okay, okay, boundaries. Boundaries. Look at you today and say boundaries. You have to guard. Military. My wife is not playing. Her poor little baby girl. Was it Nico or Gia? She doesn't remember. See, she... Oh, no. Oh, okay. You don't remember now, huh? Uh, but but one, her poor little baby. Hungry. No, you can't. <laughs> Go get your own food. Your ankles ain't broke. Come on, somebody. Your wrists ain't broke. No. But you have to guard what has been committed to your trust. God has given you a purpose. Don't let any joker come in and snatch that from you. God has given you purity, single ladies. Guard that thing. Make them put a ring on it. Guard it. It's precious. That You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't let any joker just come in and hey, somebody say amen. amen. Guard, men of God, guard your vessel, what has been committed to your trust. Can't nobody just come in and do what they want? No, guard that thing, just like my wife guards her chicken. Guard it. <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I try to put Nico in his car seat. He's like, no, I do it. No, I do it. He gives a, I do this part. He's like, you do the bottom clips, but I do the, I do the chest clip because that's the only one he can do. This morning, got him in. there. I can do it. You want me to help? No, I don't want you to. Let me help you. No, like guard. He's guarding it, I guess. I guess that's guarding, right? Uh, but, but, but I'm not saying to be rude to people unless they try to snatch up your chicken, but just... Guard the thing God gave you. Guard it. Guard it. Guard it. Your next is a place. Guard that place. If, you're, if, you're, if you have said, man, I'm a, you've joined the dream team. You, you start serving, the devil's going to start attacking you, and you're going to find all kinds of reasons of why not to give your life for others. And I'm saying guard that thing. Guard it. Come on, somebody. Those relationships in your life, guard those things. Guard, guard the thing that has been committed to your trust. When you are stepping into something new this year, guard it. Many of you, uh, uh, we've already gotten a couple, uh, few baptism cards, and baptism is until the fourth. But you better show up on the fourth, I'm going to come find you. Guard it. Guard that thing. Guard your marriage, uh, married folks in there. Guard your marriage. And sometimes you garden it from stuff in your own head. You know, and so, this is another thing too. I, as I was studying this, I really felt this in the spirit. Some people in our life have good intentions, but, but, and their intentions are good, but it's not God's will. No, I appreciate you. Thank you. And bless you. I'm not mad at you, but I ain't about to do that. And it's all good. And I'm not even saying they're being intentionally divisive or trying to pull you away. But, but, but just because it's good doesn't mean it's God. I got to guard what has been committed, what heaven put on my plate. And, and your, your intentions are good for real. Appreciate it, but not, not for me. You gotta guard it. Some people's intentions are great. I have people in my family; intentions are great. I get on the phone with them, and they're like, "Everybody in our family has cancer." I was like, "In the name of Jesus, not me." Now I understand I get it. I'm not, but but I ain't trying to just live like that and accept it before the thing even happens. I I'm, I, I'm not gonna live there. I'm gonna guard what is my faith. No. Uh, no, nope. I said it on the phone, too. I was like, in the name of Jesus, no. And they started laughing, like well, like, like, I threw them off or something. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to be super spiritual. I'm just trying to be spiritual, okay? I'm, I, 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 I'm going to guard that thing. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, sometimes the things you guard against in that place is words and thoughts more than anything. And, and good intention or other good intention, hey, appreciate it, but, but, but not for me. Oh, Timothy. There's an O oh again. A couple weeks ago, I had my little O oh session. Oh, the depth of the riches, right? It was, that was it. But, but look at this. This is a spiritual father talking to a spiritual son. Oh, Timothy. Guard what was committed, a military guard. Here it is. It means to preserve by keeping an eye on it. Like, we'll be in a public place, kids trying to touch everything. I mean, my wife is good. And, and maybe I'll drift and I forget they're there. <laughs> Did you see Nate? No. What, what, where, where is he? Where'd he go? But my wife just has this, she just, one eye, just, she just, she, she, they could be on the other side of the wall, but she knows they're there. She's got this intuitive GPS system on her children. But that's what that means, to preserve by keeping an eye on it keeping an eye on it all right and, and it, it comes from a a shepherding term it means um, how shepherds keep their flock that this is what it means here we go guard means exercising unbroken vigilance I'm not playing with somebody trying to come up on my plate and snatch my chicken off my plate. Uh, Unbroken vigilance. It is a posture of a Christian stepping into what is next. I'm going to guard what God has put. I'm going to guard this community as a pastor. My wife and I just met before service, her and I. And we said, we're we're going to even set um, a certain uh, prayer rhythm with her and I. And we're just going to pray for our team. And I'm going to guard what has been committed to my trust. Now, we're going to set up a rhythm. And not that we don't pray, but we're going to step up our prayer game. We're going to, and we're going to just our team and and all the the volunteers and the leaders and everything. And we are praying for you just like we pray for our children every day. We're going to, we're going to put that on the same rhythm every, every morning, every night before they go to bed, we hold our babies and we pray over them every time. And we are guarding on a spiritual level, what has been committed to our trust. Amen? Exercising unbroken vigilance. Here we go. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 27. Ephesians chapter four. You know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Look at this. Nor give place to the devil. All right? My, um, guard the place God has given to you. That's my second point. Guard the place God has given to you, look at this, Ephesians 4 27, nor give place to the devil, nor give give place, meaning I have the ability to give him a space, like here you go, come on in, have a seat, let's hang out, as a Christian, I have this thing where it's not, can I say this, it's not the devil's fault, I'm the one that let him in the door, you know, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give the devil a place, those boundaries. Nor give the devil a place. Here's, this is what the word place means. It, this is what it means in the Greek. It means opportunity. Your next is an opportunity. And don't give the devil the opportunity God gave you. Don't allow um, anything from your past, your own mind and thoughts and outlook on things or mindset. Don't give place to the devil it means opportunity or seat this is this is what it means in the Greek a portion of space with limited occupancy it's a seat not two seats it's it's a place God gives you it's a marriage God gives you it's children God gives you it's a business idea God gives you it's your dream your purpose it's it's whatever it is that God gives you that next thing don't give up your seat to the devil Don't give the devil what God has given to you. You got to guard that thing. Guard the place God has given to you. Here's my last scripture here. You guys get something out of this this morning? So, So as you're turning to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, once again, we yield to what God presents and we have to guard the place God has given to us nor give place to the devil hallelujah you got to guard it i just want to i know we'll read the scripture but i just feel it in my spirit just to encourage you man you got you you guard those things um don't you know there are the check this out your best relationships are going to go through battles but you guard it still um my wife and i have arguments but but we're, gonna gu- we're, we're committed to this. We're going to guard this thing. Look, at having an argument or a disagreement or going through a trial together doesn't uh, take away from the relationship. You know, it's part of life, but we're going to guard this thing. We're not, I'm not going to let some little petty stupid thing get in the way of this relationship. That this relationship means more to me than anything else. Right here. Aside from my relationship with Jesus. My children. I'm going to guard what has been committed to me. And if we think about this with respect to the Christian life that everything you have God has given you it is not yours. He's, he's, He's allowing you to steward it. So when we approach things like wow this ain't even mine. Has anybody ever borrowed anything? And you broke it? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry, you know, you feel so bad, and you, or, or, or maybe you didn't, maybe you were extra careful. You know what I'm saying? That somebody lets you borrow something and, and, and it's because you're stewarding. It's not yours. You're just managing the thing, right? Anybody ever borrow anything? Anybody ever drive somebody else's car and maybe it was a little nicer than yours or something? You're like, whoa, hey. You know, and, and you're like, man, you know what? Be careful, like, whew. And you probably took a deep breath when you sat down on that fancy thing. Whew. Whoa, look at this. It's not mine. I gotta, I gotta be careful. I gotta, I gotta steward this thing well. You know, the Bible says it's required first of a steward to be found faithful. Everything, your marriage is stewardship. That husband God gave you is stewardship. He, he gave, he, God gave you that man in one condition. And God's like, how, what can you do with this man to make him better? <laughs> right? That that I am my wife's stewardship project. She's done a pretty good job. No, (laughs) she's done a great job. No, Uh, but but really, uh, that that she will answer to God on something she's stewarding. You know, uh, so guard that which was committed. Meaning, here you go. Here's a talent. Here's a lot of talents. Here's some good looks. We all got good looks. Right? Like God just gave it to us. Can't help it. Look at your neighbor and say, God gave it to me. God gave it to me. God gave it to me. It's just, I don't need to try. It's just the way it is. Come on, somebody. It's okay. Hey, you are, everyone in here, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You got to steward your good looks well. Come on, somebody. (laughs) All right. And and so whatever it is, uh, uh, talent, uh, ability, relationship, finances, a job, idea, a dream, a church, uh, a department, whatever it is, you guard, guard like a military garrison. Guard it. We're going to close with this scripture. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So Jesus said to them, and this was after he healed a boy the disciples couldn't do it so Jesus did it and then he said this so Jesus said to them because of your unbelief first, surely I say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move here it is and nothing will be impossible for you talking about your next that here's my last point it's more than you ever thought possible Everything God does is always to exceed our expectations. That He will do abundantly above anything you can ask or think. That that God will open up doors for you and you'll be like, my goodness. And it might not seem like a big door to this person or that person, but for you it is God. God's next for you and His journey, His purpose for you is more than you ever thought possible. God's committed to your growth. And here it is. There's more in you than you realize. There's more in you than you give yourself credit for. There's more in you than others can see. There is more in you. There is so much God has given you. And as you walk out your walk and you take those next steps towards God. And you get into that place, that next place, whatever it might be for you. There is more in you than you even know. And many times God has to put us in tough situations to prove to us how, to prove how strong you are and how much you can withstand and walk through. And God, God desires to do so much more in you. He desires to open up. If, if, if you feel like, wow, I've had this, L, uh, this degree of success, and this thing just opened up for me, and I'm so thankful, but I'm here to tell you that God, God ain't done yet. That there's more for you. There's more influence for you. There is more authority for you. There, that, that The way God operates, I love it. He's always going to put you in a place beyond maybe where you even think you could do it. Because there's more in you than you realize. There's more in you than you give yourself credit for, church. And there's more in you than, than, than others see. Every head bowed, eye, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA Podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.